welcome back to Behind the Dam. I'm your host, Brady. Here's episode three. I'm here with a fifth-year football player, Loudon Saul Beamer. Loudon, how are we doing today? Oh, uh, pretty good. Um, just like I told you, just right off the sheet, pretty basic, run of the mill. Um, so for those of you who don't know you, I mentioned fifth year, but like, what's your major and all that fun stuff? Yeah, uh, business administration. Um, I am a fifth year right now. The only class I am taking is capstone, so that is nice. Uh, yeah, business administration. Uh, nothing else. That sounds like a really nice semester. You only have to take one class. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, came back for football, and that's about it. So that's your COVID year of eligibility, right? Yep. So I did not take a retro year or anything like that. So if it wasn't for the COVID year, um, I would not have been able to take my fifth year for football. So it's kind of a little blessing in disguise, if you will. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely get that. COVID year, I know I know quite a few people that are, that are using that to stay over. There are some people who have been here forever, like GAs and stuff. Um, so, how did the season go? I know the team was 2-8, and eight, but obviously you have much more of an inside look than I do. Yeah. Um, obviously, it wasn't the way we wanted to turn out, going 2-8. and eight, uh, Obviously, losing that. Week 10 matchup was very, very bad and bitter for everybody. Um, but in the locker room, nobody nobody was down the entire year. Everybody stood together. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some growing pains with a first-year head coach. Uh, coach Nard is awesome. Uh, the coaching staff is awesome. Uh, absolutely no doubt in my mind that next year, they're going to do much better than 2-8. Um, uh, expect a lot of those younger guys to step up next year. Uh, I think offensively, they're graduating one person, and that's it. So that'll be a big-time get for them. Uh, going to need a lot of guys defensive-wise to step up next year, but uh, with a great offseason with Coach Schenk, our head strength conditioning coach, uh, they're going to do awesome things next year for sure. It's a great outlook, always building towards the future, of course. you know, Obviously, tough year, lost the hammer, but it'll come home next year. I'm very certain of that. Absolutely. We talked about your semester's pretty easy. You only got one class. Um, so, I guess, reflect on your time here at Bluffton, both academically and athletically. Are you graduating in December or May? Yep, December. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, you, have, you can reflect on everything. Then. <laughs> yeah, so uh, five years ago, came in as a little freshman that really didn't know what he wanted to do. Uh, I was lucky enough to stick with my major throughout the whole time. Uh, my junior year, when I did decide I was going to come back for COVID, for the COVID year, uh, I picked up another major, but ultimately didn't stick with it. Um, academically, everything went smooth. Uh, I think, like most people would say about Bluffton, it's a great academic place. All the students and professors are always down to help each other. Um, so that really helped me out personally in my academic uh, career. Uh, Football-wise, uh, I was lucky enough to be a two-time team captain. Uh, so did my my teammates and stuff, so that was a huge honor for me. Um, obviously, we hadn't had a lot of winning in the past. Um, our best year was 4-4 four and four during the COVID year. That was awesome. Um, that year was really uh, one or two plays go a little bit a little bit other ways than, than um, turns our season around greatly, honestly. Um, been through a lot of stuff with these seniors and stuff like that. Um, Obviously, coaching changes. I think in my time, we've had five or six different D-line coaches. So I know that was tough for them guys down there. Um, but 
ultimately I wouldn't change my five years for anything. I wouldn't have rather done it with anybody else, anywhere else. Um, you kind of take it with the learning curves and stuff like that, and a bunch of stuff that I've learned through football I'll take and teach the, to my future kids and anybody that I work with or something like that. Um, I believe with any sport, you always take those learning curves and life lessons with you, so I wouldn't wouldn't trade that for the world. It's going to sound like a future in coaching, I hear. Uh, possibly. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, we'll see, we'll see how our future career schedule lines up, but one day I would like to coach some high school football, so we'll see. Well, you know, there's plenty of high schools, so all you gotta do is buy, find the one shot that you get. Absolutely. Um, so, so like, realistically, like, what are you looking for in a job and, like, what's, like, the ultimate? Yeah, so this is this this is where my story takes a little bit of a weird turn. Uh, actually, so I'm graduating in December. Um, I'm actually enrolling in mortuary school in January. So that's a 12-month program down in Cincinnati. Um, so I've already got a job lined up after that down at a funeral home at home, which is, I live in Dayton. Um, so that's the realistic side of things a little bit. Uh, when I tell everybody that, they're goes one of two ways they're like oh yeah like job security but then the other people are like oh that's weird like how do you do that that's your dad right i think no we've got we've got some family member but not not my mom i, I can't remember who it was because we i took a class with you last week i remember people talking about it yeah i've got distant family that's in it um so my dream job would be i mean if if money was never an issue, I would love to travel the world and and hunt and fish and I love the outdoors. So I think that would be would be my dream job if I could somehow turn that into a, a career. That that would definitely be a fun career. <laughs> I would that would be a great career. Go out and have fun and make bank. That's right. Uh, talked about your academic career, but obviously. Went back over your five years as a football player, but how did how did you get to Bluffton? Like, what was recruiting like? Who was involved? Like, what what really sold Bluffton? So a lot of people won't know this name, but uh, Coach Denny Doral, he was the coach before Coach Krebs. Uh, him and his staff started recruiting me. Actually, I was in high school my junior year, I believe, junior or senior year, and uh, I got called to the office, which is never a good thing, right? Oh no, but, never. Uh, it was actually Coach Krebs that had came and wanted to talk to me about uh, playing college football and stuff like that. Um, so he sat me down, talked with me for, for about an hour, hour and a half, so that was awesome. Uh, I think really from, from the start, Coach Krebs and I connected. That's my guy. Uh, I love Coach Krebs. Um, but so he re- he started recruiting me a little bit, and then uh, then I actually came up on, an, on a uh, game day visit, which was actually a defiance game. Um, came up for that, uh, kind of fell in love with the, uh, the atmosphere a little bit. Uh, so that was really fun. Loved all the coaches. Uh, and then I came up for an official visit. Uh, this is where they did the whole spiel of, yeah, we'd like, like to offer you a roster spot. So I was really appreciative of that. Um, the only issue was my ACT score wasn't the best actually. So this is where kind of the discovery program kind of came in. I actually came in through the discovery program. Uh, Great program, I think. Jackie's, Jackie's awesome. Mom, mom of the football team, absolutely. Uh, 
So I came in that way. Uh, so we figured all that out. And then uh, I came up here. I actually committed. And then I got an email one day sitting at home right before high school graduation that said Coach Doral was resigning and going home. I know he had some family stuff going on there. Um, and that Coach Krebs was taking over. Uh, I then was looking into other schools because I wasn't for sure how I would enjoy the coaching change and stuff like that. Um, looking back on it, best decision I ever made to come here was Coach Krebs and uh, play for him. Uh, Coach Runda also, that's a name a lot of people will know. Um, so I came up on a visit and it was over from there. So it was a whirlwind there for, a, for about a week. Um, but ultimately decided to stick with my heart and stay here at Bluffton. That's definitely one of those things where, like you said, right before high school graduation, he goes, oh, there's a coaching change. Well, that, that just kind of throws a curveball at everything. Yeah, big time. Uh, I was just sitting there on the couch, and me and my dad were watching TV, and I was like, oh, man. And he was like, what? And I was like, well, Bluffton's coach just resigned. So we kind of sat down and went through the pros and cons of everything. And obviously – Decided to stick it out with the old beavers. Yeah, I mean, I would trade this place for the world. I grew up here, so uh, it brings in people from from all over the place. So I guess I've asked both of my previous guests, "What is your go-to at Lulu's?" Go-to at Lulu's. Oh, for sure. This is this is a hot take here. Oh, is it? This is going to be good. The breakfast burrito. Okay. Have to get the breakfast burrito with breakfast burrito with the chicken and waffles. Ooh. Okay. Okay. All time go to. Shout out! Shout out to Lulu's for sure. I am definitely a strawberry Belgian waffle guy. That is so good. I'm definitely gonna have to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Lulu's. Shout out Jackie's. <laughs> Not a lot of shout outs this episode. I, I like this guy. All right. That about wraps up this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Behind the Dam Episode 3. I'm your host, Brady, with Loudon. Don't forget to check out The Wit on all of, all of its social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.